Hello and welcome to Pardon the Integration, Ransomware, Cryptojacking, Botnets, oh my, a podcast where we tackle three top trends in the channel today. I'm your host, Ed Hannon, and my guest today is Tyler Moffitt, Security Analyst with WebRoot. Tyler is a Senior Threat Research Analyst who stays deeply immersed within the world of malware and anti-malware by focusing on improving the customer experience through his work directly with malware samples, creating anti-malware intelligence, writing blogs, and testing in-house tools. Tyler, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me, Ed. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Let's get down to it. So today, Tyler and I are going to discuss the rise of ransomware, cryptojacking, and botnets in a fast-paced yet easily digestible format. And let me explain. Now, the way this show works is we have three topics that we'll discuss throughout the broadcast, and we have three minutes to talk about each. In our first segment, we're going to take a look at the cyber threat marketplace. In our second segment, we'll look at what's out there beyond endpoint protection. And in our final segment, we'll show you how to build a smart security platform. And if you're watching, you'll be able to see the countdown clock on the bottom of the screen. So let's get started. So like I said, segment one is scanning the cyber threat marketplace. And Tyler, I'm going to ask you the first question here. Now, proprietary research from your company, WebRoot, identified ransomware, cryptojacking, and botnets, hence the title of the program, as the three dominant threats in the first half of 2018. What makes these threats so prevalent and so dangerous? Obviously, ransomware doesn't really need any, uh, any introduction. It's been around since uh, late 2013, has damaged pretty much uh, everybody. Small, medium-sized businesses really pose the, uh, I'd say, the most amount of risk and the most amount of damage to be done to them. Even government municipalities, obviously, a huge amount of destruction there. Um, so ransomware, obviously, key. Cryptojacking, that's a little different. Um, Cryptojacking is where, basically, criminals have found a way to, uh, instead of ransoming your files and making you pay a cryptocurrency, uh, we'll just go ahead and use the hardware that you have on your computers, your laptops, your desktops, your servers, whatnot, and we'll just uh, use those and use the resources to mine cryptocurrency directly to our wallets. And, of course, they try and do it, um, you know, without being caught, without you knowing. Um, and as, as long as that goes on, is as much cryptocurrency as they collect. Now, it's not as much as, like, the ransoms being paid. But, obviously, since you're forcing it and there's no consent required, um, you know, there's a better return on investment here. Because if you're well-equipped and well-prepared for ransomware, people don't pay the ransom. This is just force automatically. You're instantly paying cryptocurrency to them until you get rid of the malware. And botnets, botnets are, I would say, the the, uh, the Swiss army knife of malware. Whether you get hit with ransomware, crypto jacking, or any other type of threat out there, um, most of them are actually going to be delivered to you through botnets. They're sort of your intermarry, your your first sort of encounter uh, in the attack chain of being infected. Botnets are going to be number one. They they almost always come through as like a spam email, uh, getting you to click on some attachment, telling you you've been infected, uh, or sorry, or that you're you're being sued, um, you've missed a package, um, or I'm filing for a job respondent, and then usually inside there is a word document with a macro that then leads to a botnet that will then essentially analyze your computer, case the joint, and decide what's the best payload. Do we do we do ransomware? Do we do crypto jacking? Um, or, or do we do something else entirely? The next question I have in this section, and it might be the last question we have a time to get to, is where does the marketplace really fall short when it comes to helping solution providers deal with these threats? Right. So start with botnets since they're the first type of attack. Um, they're tricky. They're polymorphic. They're literally almost never seen on the same machine again. What I mean by that is um, every machine they interact with, they will literally generate a brand new, never before seen binary on that machine. Um, so relying on static signatures that update, 
to say, hey, look, have we seen this before? Let's go ahead and, and block it. You're never really going to have seen it before. Uh, it's generated right there on the spot. Um, so you're going to definitely have to have machine learning or rules in place that can learn and realize how do these threats evolve? How do they determine how they generically create these new threats um, on the fly, right? And then from there, you can sort of stop those. So with cryptojacking, also tricky. Cryptojacking is technically not even a file on disk to actually quarantine um, or, or, or scan, in fact. Uh, it's done differently. And so we use a combination of either um, our bright cloud threat intelligence using our DNS layer to block it at the domain layer, um, or we can also block it at the URL and IP layer. Uh, that's another one as well. And as far as ransomware, there's so many different uh, types of way of blocking that. Um, that we have a multi-layered solution in, in order uh, to, to uh, address this, right? And that's where a lot of marketplaces fall short. Is they don't really realize the full scope and how they're being attacked and all the different things they need to watch out for. They sort of just think there's one area, patch it, we're boom and done, and that really is not the case. Excellent. And we actually covered the layered approach question I was going to ask you. So let's move on to segment two. Uh, segment two is, again, talking about what's out there beyond endpoint protection. And the first question I have for you is, what types of threats are really out there that are beyond the scope of um, endpoint protection? Really good question, and it's, it's coming up more and more. Like I've, I've had a swiveling head talking about RDP since, uh, since I think, 2015, 2016 here, uh, and we're still hearing about it. It's only getting more and more prevalent. So beyond security, right, um, you do have to watch out for other things. So remote desktop protocol, remoting onto a computer when you're not physically there, super convenient. Everybody loves it. IT admins and everybody use it, right? It's a very... Um, resourceful tool. Problem is, if you're not securing it, if you use the default embedded Microsoft settings, you're going to be open on port 3389, uh, open on TCP, and anybody can request a connection to connect to your computer. Now, they will have to know your username and password, and this is where most people think, I'm safe, I'm secure, they don't know my password. Well, we all know people's usernames and passwords are pretty terrible. Also, another problem with the default embedded settings uh, at default is unlimited number of login attempts. This is the big problem, because then you have criminals We'll just use a brute force tool. They'll download a very common username and password list, millions of lines long that they bought on the dark web for 20 bucks. They fill it into the tool and then they brute force their way in. And if you get remote access, uh, a criminal gets remote access into your desktop, your server, whatever machine you got, it is game over from there. From there, they can do whatever they want. They can disable your security solution, disable your backup, and know that if they push ransomware or whatever malware they want, that it's going to infect you. Excellent. And that leads right into the next question, which is, what does Weber, your company, um, offer to address these threats? Well, you know, since these are out of the scope of endpoint protection, remember there is, you know, no silver bullet, nothing's 100%. Um, so with these threats that are out of the scope of endpoint protection because they shut you down or backups, whatever, um, we have to educate, right? Educate and awareness. So we have our Weber Secure Anywhere training program, which will make you aware of all these threats and all these things that you need to lock down as an IT admin because you've got to be aware of that and educating yourself constantly as well. Excellent. And then the last question in the section, um, in the segment rather, is how important, and it, the, the question kind of speaks to itself, but I want to hear it from your perspective, maybe how important is training to an organization and where do they tend to fall short when it comes to the training? Right. Uh, training, absolutely paramount. If anything, probably at the top, you know, uh, the, the end user is the weakest link in your organization. They are the first chain of attack in a multiple chains required to break with the criminals getting to your machine and actually infecting you is the user, right? So not only just the average user, yes, needs to be educated. And I recommend not just once a year, you know, obvious answer the obvious question, you know, slideshow. Uh, I'm talking once a month. Beyond that, also phishing simulators. 
actually send out phishing emails. Find out who in your organization is the weakest link and who's falling for it. Because if you have somebody every month you know is falling for this and entering their credentials and clicking on the link, you know in a real life scenario that person is, is going to fall for it and you know be a threat to your organization. So how much permissions do they have? What do they have access to? Um, these are things you also need to watch out for. Beyond that, also the IT admins. They need to educate themselves as well. Make sure that they're in the space, look, learning about new threats, exploits, because like I said, some of these aren't malware. Some of these are exploits because you're running an unpatched, out-of-date operating system or something going on there. You want to make sure you're aware of all these different types of, of vectors that criminals will leverage to get in. Because as soon as they're published and released from zero day, criminals are almost making it instantly as soon as they see it. And so education is absolutely paramount. Excellent, excellent. Now let's move to segment three, uh, building a smart security platform. So first question is, and this deals again with your company, how would you describe the WebRoot threat intelligence platform? Oh, so that's a big one, right? Um, we <laughs> leverage a lot of our marketing on it as well, but it's uh, basically massive scale, machine learning, powerful contextual analysis engine. Um, so worldwide, right, we see almost 2 million brand new executable files that need to be determined each and every day. Yet we only have like 25 guys in our threat research department determining all these files. And so obviously it's not an army of people clicking on and analyzing each individual file and going, is that bad? Is that good? No, we're, we're using machine learning. We're leveraging rules and models that we've been using for years now that we keep training to get better and better. So they're able to literally in real time in some cases be able to determine these threats, these bad phishing websites, uh, polymorphic malware, really before anyone's ever seen it. It could be a brand new undetermined, never before seen, and we'll have intel on it on something similar to it where we can know, hey, look, this is bad, even though we've never seen it before. And so really, and it's a constant feedback loop because each different uh, endpoint we have out there is another sensory node that's feeding us constant information on what it's seen. And everybody's doing that together in real time um, sort of allows us to, to be this you know, constant massive scale machine learning hub uh, that we get to leverage and we go stronger uh, each and every day, the more information we get and the more endpoints we add. Excellent answer, Tyler. I want to move to the next question. What makes things like ease of use, uh, simple installation, AI, automation, and a single pane of glass approach so important? Good question. Lots to digest there. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You know, our customers, a lot of them are MSPs, right? That are not only managing their own computers, but customers, which are plenty of other computers as well. And so um, our global site management system, it's, uh, it's a website you can access anywhere, and it's designed specifically for MSPs that can manage not only multiple devices, but multiple different customers and all their devices behind a single pane of glass, right? Um, and it's really important being able to easily monitor all of these machines and, and, and you know all the attention that they would need. Um, one of the things we specifically uh, offer that I like a lot is, you know, you can know any different time a machine's ever been infected or installed on, last time it's scanned. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that I don't really have too much time to talk about. There's so much granular information that you can sort through and sort of filter and decide what information you find is relevant. But we just sort of have an approach of more information is better than less information. And you can sort of decide from, from what you want to do there. Wish I had more time to answer this one. No worries at all. I want to make sure we. I want to make sure we get to this last question because it's a, a good way to sort of wrap up the discussion. How does how does Webroot, which is universally seen as, as one of the leaders, sort of in this space, how do you stay ahead of the threats and your competition? Right. Um, so not only with our massive scale machine learning and powerful contextual analysis engine that we've been leveraging a lot longer than other people, you you really want to watch out for people dropping machine learning and buzzwords that maybe they've only had for a year or two because that takes time. I tell you what, when we were first training our machine learning modules. Um, they were not too great when they first start, and they take years and years of training 
uh, before you know we let them determine malware and, and, and files by themselves. Beyond that, even in our um, global site management console, um, you know, we have dwell time. One thing our competitors do not have is, is, is visibility into seeing, okay, this machine has a threat, right? Well, we can see when that machine first saw the threat and then also globally when we first determine that threat as bad. Really not other vendors really show that. And that's really important because we can sort of show you, hey, look, we've caught that file in real time. As soon as it was seen on your machine, we already knew it was bad. Or in the case, because no one's 100%, we would be able to tell that threat was seen on your machine for two or three minutes before we determined it bad. And therefore you can go through and analyze the machine, make sure nothing actually did happen from it. And then from there, you know, provide full analysis and sort of after effects on, on sort of, uh, you know, forensics on what you need to do to that machine if anything actually did happen. It's, it's really important to have that, that visibility into the, the granular data. Um, and other than that, testimonials. I mean, uh, beyond, you know, someone from Webroot telling you we're really good, check us out. Um, check other people who've reviewed us and see what they have to say as well. I stand by it. We're also, uh, you know, free trials you can have. We're non-incumbent. You can install us onto whatever security solution you have. You don't have to worry about the headache of having to remove existing uh, security solution. We can run alongside and you can see what we pick up that they don't get. Excellent. Tyler, that's all the time we have for today, but thank you so much for being here. And before we go, I just want to let everyone know the three takeaways that I picked up from today's discussion. Number one, proprietary web root research has identified things like ransomware, cryptojacking, and botnets as the, as the three dominant threats that are out there. Uh, number two, the marketplace unfortunately falls very short, woefully short in fact, in helping solution providers deal with these threats. And finally, number three, you need a solution that offers ease of use, simple installation, AI, automation, and a single pane of, gla single pane of glass approach. Uh, and with that, that is all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank you all for watching. Once again, my name is Ed Hannon, and this has been Pardon the Integration, Ransomware, Cryptojacking Botnets, oh my.